Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents...
I went ten rounds with the bottle and lost. I'm not a hundred percent, but uh, judging by the crater and the lack of a black staircase, I'd say I got us kicked out of the Bolgia. From what I'm guessing, your power increased the divide between this world and the Bolgia, forcing them apart and violently to boot. You feel okay? Well, I, I could use a sandwich and a tall glass of chocolate milk, but... Other than that, I'm... I guess I'm good. You can have the chocolate milk. I need a good, stiff drink. Is anyone there? Please respond. Over. Someone gonna get that? I would, but I can barely hear over all the ringing in my ears. That there clown sure packed a wallop. We're here, Doctor. And from the look of things, we all made it out in one piece. <laughs> Not that the Bolger didn't give it the old college try. Splendid. Were you able to acquire the necessary readings? All the packs are showing six lights. Looks like mission accomplished. Fantastic. Just fantastic. I'll meet you all back inside. Congratulations all round. Thanks, Doc. Be there in five. Over. After a long debriefing with Doc Mesmer and Haskell, me and the rest of the, uh, Bolgenauts retired to our rooms for some well-deserved R&R. Which, for me anyway, just meant a long sit-down. Not that I really needed one, I was still wired from blowing the roof off the Bolgia. Romy hadn't said much to me at that point, as she knew if I had something to say, it'd be just between the two of us. <sighs> Alright, brother of mine. You want to tell me what happened down there? Uh, yeah, well, it was Sugar. Big surprise there, right? I heard him whispering to me from beneath the bed I was on while you guys were um, duking it out with the clown. He said something about uh, tasting the bolgia, something like that, that I might find it sweet as honey. You know how he goes on. Anyway, he was, he was right. Seems despair and banality get on pretty well. I don't know how I managed it, but it just sort of leaked into me all that despair filling my tank, so to speak. Next thing I know, I'm charged to the nines. Are you okay? I mean, after taking all that stuff into yourself? I don't feel so good, Romy. I just want to do what we gotta do and get out, you know? I know. It's all I want, too. But, we'll get through this. I know we will. <sighs> Can I offer you some Risperdal? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a double. No ice. 
What the hell does Sugar know that we don't? And how does he know it? I'm not sure, but his skills seem vastly different than ours. Maybe they grant him some kind of insight into the grander scheme of things. I don't know. But I am sure of one thing, which might have something to do with his being different. He didn't show up until after we were reunited. Why was he quiet for so long? Unless, maybe he needs us together. And he seems to have aligned straight into New Vic. With our, uh, relatives. I wish I knew what that added up to for us. As far as I know, the Wakeless have always and only wanted one thing. To absorb the waking world into perpetual sleep. To bring it under their control. How helping us helps them, <laughs> I have no idea. Could this have anything to do with what Kara said? That they were experimenting on us? And not just cataloging our various abilities? Maybe Sugar's the result of, um, I don't know, some kind of experiment. Isaiah, we can't take anything that happened down there seriously. The Bolgia was just dipping a brush into our memories and painting whatever it thought would jolt us. Still, it, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Karis being the one and only decent doctor, the entire facility being empty except for the two of us. Maybe the Bolger was spitballing, but it raised a lot of worthwhile questions if you ask me. <laughs> Seems that's all we ever get out of this. More questions. But maybe our sugar-coated brother did what I asked him. Where are you going? To see if our dear brother did what I asked him to. Aha, yep. Santa Sugar was here, all right. What do you got there? A cassette. I had Sugar deliver a message to Doc Bowley for him to investigate Isaiah. I didn't want to send it through traditional channels, especially if someone in the Esoterium was keeping tabs on us. I can't imagine he found much in the short time he's had to prepare, but maybe he's got something interesting to say. Well, it's, uh, sure nice to be kept in the loop. <laughs> what? You haven't made any moves without telling me? Uh, uh... <laughs> and that's what I thought. But you can catch up with me by giving this a listen to, while I take a power nap. Ugh, that goddamn clown. The gray one, I mean. When he grabbed me, brought a lot to the surface. So, gotta go crawl into my head and tamp things down. Get my house in order, you know? I understand. Take all the time you need. I got things under control out here. Well, if you get bored after you're done, I think I saw a research library around the corner. Maybe you can find a copy of good old Oscar Manzin to peruse. Sharpen your skepticism. You know, just in case treading another honest-to-goodness bulger brought rise to any serious doubts. Last I checked, supernatural dimensions weren't tractable to censor sweeps. <laughs> Incorrigible. Well, doubting Thomas, I'm off for the Happy Lands, so say hello to Bowley and the gang. The despair was still with me, in my bones. But unlike my sister, I put it there myself. Apparently, that's what I was made to do, what I was born to do. I knew it was there, in the Bolgia waiting for me. 
despair born of banality. It's the air I breathe, after all. I just had to inhale. But worst of all, I felt something beyond the banality. A cliff. And it wasn't that I was worried about falling over it, but what was waiting to catch me. There was only so much flirting with gravity I could manage, and there was no sign of things lightening up. In fact, it was a pretty safe bet to assume that the worst was still in front of us. I mean, it really... it always was. The horizon you could never cross. I had to figure a way out of it, refund our one-way ticket. I had money stashed away, sure. Even bought a house off the books. A little place just outside Autumn City. I saw it on my way through the September woods. I paid pretty good cash for the place, too. A lot more than it was worth. That's for damn sure. But, turned out it was worth every penny. If only because it represented an ending. That, after I'd caught my last exopath, I could go home. But I knew now, they'd never let us go. Or maybe worse, we wouldn't make it to retirement age. A dirty little thought made it past my attempt at moral rectitude. It whispered, What if you threw the game? Let the other side win. The idea made sense. I mean, weren't we made for the other side anyway? Romy and me? Wouldn't we stand a better chance of surviving by helping the world fall apart instead of trying to keep it together? Now, granted, my power was no friend to disorder, but I could throw down with chaos, sink my fangs into it. Not so much all this protect and serve the secret state garbage. They captured us, experimented on us, separated us. We didn't know them shit. Uh, I had to back the train up. Romy'd never go for it. She wouldn't cut monsters like the Scream Eaters a fucking millimeter of slack, even if it did mean the difference between living and serving. But, on the other side of the equation, was that all that was holding me back? Whether or not Romy joined me on the other side of the line? Ah, oh, Christ, what kind of a shitheel did that make me? I needed to check out for a while, give my brain a rest. <laughs> and there was no one else in the world who brought me closer to sleep than that old codger, Doc Bowley. This is Dr. Mercer Bowley, special assignments log number one. As per instruction, we have been busy gathering as much data on the subject of Isaiah the Fallen Mithra as possible. To that end, we have been rejoined by our team's resident psychic, Maria Stapleton. Due largely to her contacts within the Hacken community, we are currently en route via train to a meeting with a member of the First Coven of Isia, a prominent Hecken enclave to the south of Cape Christopher. Maria has reason to believe that her contact might have access to a certain mystical technology that could prove useful. 
the Hero Box that once belonged to the infamous Flower Sisters, Marguerite and Philippa. If we are granted access, we may well expedite our search for information concerning Isaiah. Also, and directly following this log entry, there will be a recording of a brief seance conducted by Maria while we pass through the Dale of Weeds, an area marked by the obscurum called Endelin, the Bell Dam. It is her belief that proximity to this particular obscurum will allow her prognostication, unusual range and potency. As you may or may not already be aware, the Bale Dam obscurum straddles the dale with outstretched arms, creating a bridge between the two hillsides. The statue's function as a bridge invokes the power of liminal spaces, which is thought to grant uncommon sight even to one already possessed of far-scrying, such as Maria. This is Dr. Mercer Bowley, Special Assignment Log, Second Entry. We have rented out a private car here within the train, and have just concluded all the requisite preparations for the seance. We're gonna be making for the bridge in just a few minutes, Doctor. Is there anything left you would have us do to prepare, Maria? I suppose not. Seems you fellas have seen to all the necessary requirements. Although, a little bit of bloodletting wouldn't hurt. Maybe if Peter'd be so kind as to pony up a finger? Maria, please. Do try to be serious. This is all being recorded, after all. <laughs> I bet there's not so much as a millimeter between your neck and your collar, Doctor. You really should try to loosen up and get a little bit more fun out of life. Maria, is this black mirror in the right spot? You said in the corner, but not which one. Right there's fine, dear. I need to be able to look directly into it from where I'm sitting. And be very careful with it. It's the real McCoy. Came straight out of Distoria. The cleaning lady woman who sold it to me found it in THE Martin the Mangler's apartment. Right after Martin supposedly spent several nights in Distoria. Gotta keep it covered up most of the time. You never can tell about relics like that. Oh, and darling, be a page and make sure all the blinds are closed on the right side of the car. The BL Dam is no friend to the right side of things. Got it. Now, remember, my reflection in the black mirror may look and sound like me, but it won't be me. The BL Dam is the mistress of the inner journey. A pathway to personal darkness and transformation. So she might exert a pull on all of you. Whatever you do, just stay where I put you and don't move or speak. All right, we're coming up on a deal right now. Avery, will you light the candles and set the brass cups around the mirror? You got it. Peter, the second we're on approach to the Obscurum, count down from three, and then pull the veil off from the mirror. Here's a list of questions I've compiled. 
They are arranged from most to least important. All right, folks. Three, two, one. <clears throat> My name is Maria Stapleton. I come from a long line of secret sisters. All of us blessed by the second sight. Our bloodline mixed with the ashes of bygone witches. And all of us friends to the night. By the hoary hosts of old Henrietta, the horned ladies of the dark corners, the endless daughters of Tiamat, I call upon you, great Endelin, the Biel Dam, up here! Jesus! Y you guys feel that? Peter, quiet! Ah, little sister. I can hear the screams in your blood. Taste the ashes from without eons of burning. Through a glass, darkly, I see you. I come bearing cups filled with smoking witchweed, ghost plant, and tippler's bane. And I humbly ask for your wisdom, dread Biel Dam. There is an old, rotten darkness upon you all, from the great below. And I sense that you number them from below among your highest enemies. And so they are mine as well. And so I will hear your request, little sister. We seek knowledge of the creature, the Mithra. He is called Isaiah. An old, old name, little sister. There is time, and then there is old time, broken from the body of eternity itself, as a single second contains the entire cosmos. Just a fleck of old time encompasses the seen and unseen realms that wheel and wheel. Isaiah is a name from old times. His sin cut across the allscape, injured the spheres. With poisonous tread, he walked the wasted world he'd wrought. Till at last, one of our kind, my sister to the secrets, laid him low. The last great stag fell him in a battle only the oldest stone clearly recalls. Does Isaiah still live? What born from old time ever truly dies? As thunder is the ghost of lightning, so too is sin the ghost of Isaiah. He is with us even now, in this room, in your hearts, your souls. Is there a relationship between Isaiah and the Star of Dis? 
or perhaps the bright black. Ah, the star that shines darkness from below. The old darkness. All because of the injury Isaiah paid the spheres. There is no evil from below that is not indebted to Isaiah. But a relationship? All rays of light owe the sun for their shining. Do any of the other fallen Mithra, the Arathim, remain? Of whom Isaiah must have been the first, if not the greatest. The few and fallen Mithra who died but did not realize it. Those who took the motions of rot for rebirth. The last to fall was Apostica, the Flenser. She who was devoured by the Queen of Bargus. Her gnawed and broken bones buried deep in the groaning earth. If they still exist, where would I find her remains? Find you the place where her evil still lives on. And dig... Dr. Mercer Bowley, Special Assignment Log, Third Entry. Having concluded the seance, we have formulated a provisional plan of action. Should we acquire the use of the Flower Sisters' Harrow Box, we shall strive to locate any surviving erythemic relics for use inside of the box which could very possibly furnish significant insights concerning Isaiah. Furthermore, I will write, under a pseudonym, naturally, to a colleague of mine at the Department of Antiquities within the September Museum in Autumn City to inquire about other possible usable relics. Rest assured, you may place your complete trust in us that we will learn all there is to discover concerning this Isaiah the Fallen. You have my word, both as a scholar and a gentleman. <sighs> you sound like good people, Doc. I just hope we didn't doom you poor bastards by roping you into all this. But hey... That's life after the darkness, ain't it? The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.